time to get up, get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, Welcome to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Fan Run Radio. It is three and out. We go to the breaking news desk. Adam, hit it. Good job, Adam. Uh, can you turn me down a little bit? A little hot. Do, you, do, you ever, do you ever watch the levels back there? I'm just curious. Uh, you always tell me to turn you up. Well, I, I, I can already tell I'm like, bouncing off the walls here. You're looking good, looking good on the levels. Yeah, sure. Do you even know how to look at those? Yeah. Have you ever once looked at the levels? I usually just play it by ear. Okay. Uh. Well, we're off to a good start. Uh, at 6:59 a.m., Tennessee landed Oregon State transfer Jermod Jer- McCoy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All, I know all these people. This is a. It's a good thing. Really. His name isn't as important as his position. <laughs> what is his position? DB. Well, yeah, but is he a safety? He's a safety, right? I don't know. He committed, though? Are you kidding me? Did they drop him down to a three-star? Oh, I, I, I get it. Because he I was s- a four-star. So if he committed here this morning, makes me think that overnight they probably dropped him down to a three-star. We are, is, is this what you're going to do? We are. Is this? Is this? Hang on, hang on. It's it is National Signing Day. We are adding between 21 and 25 new big orange volunteers to the football family. We just got a transfer portal announcement from a four-star corner. I've, I've discovered he is a corner, and we we got what two commits yesterday. We've got we Five, picked three a, stars. We've already got a yeah. That's six stars, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. Imagine if it was one player, but he was a six star. You'd be over the moon. Is that that was your was that all your comments? Are you done with the, the football recruiting negativity? We're gonna have to talk about it though. We're gonna have to talk about it. Talk about what? I mean, like I'm not I'm not here to be negative. Today's gonna be a day for positivity. We're gonna like I said, we're gonna be adding a lot of new players. Um, I don't think Tennessee's on any kind of flip watch, good or bad. It's not to say it won't happen. Seton's out there playing with everybody's emotions. Yeah, that kid loves the attention. That kid's a dumbass. Maybe. Nah, it's confirmed. Okay. I'll go with maybe. He's also a multimillionaire now, so how dumb can he really be? Mm-hmm. Um. What? Remember, remember last year when recruiting was about like this and all of the recruiting experts said, well, 
you really see the kick for a big season the the following year. Like all oh, the wins over Georgia and Alabama and and even even Clemson in the bowl game. Like you know that's that's going to really pay dividends next year. That's when you know recruiting it takes kind of a year because you're getting more visits the next year, and that's when you're really just man. You're really going to see that uptick. Is this that year? Like, is this the boost year? Because this is – it's not a bad class. I'm not sitting here saying it's a bad class. I'm not sitting here saying the sky is falling. Um, if eighth in the SEC in recruiting is a boost year, then we are screwed. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, is this um, – I mean, I'm looking at some of the teams ahead of us. Uh, Auburn is ahead of us. They obviously have Hugh Freeze, new broom, sweeps well, all that stuff. Florida is ahead of us. They're at 10th. They have uh, two fewer commits than we do. They have the same amount of five stars and four stars as we do, two and 11, respectively. Notre Dame is ahead of us. Um, I guess I see. What was Notre Dame's record this year? Did they go nine and three? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so I guess that makes sense. And then you look at Oregon. Oklahoma's ahead of us, but they had a pretty good year. They also have 28 commitment so they're getting a big boost there one five star for oklahoma and 18 four stars that might lead the country outside of georgia in four stars miami is ahead of us you that kind of like i'm looking at the names of the teams and it kind of makes sense but hickman to your point georgia alabama texas oklahoma florida auburn lsu and there's tennessee at 13th i thought florida was higher they were they've been dropping because they keep losing Uh. commits uh, now I will say your average player is a is a ninety one point one two score. That's higher than LSU's. That is higher than Oklahoma's. Higher than Miami's. So based on and actually you, you've been taking a hit the last two commits you've taken because it's actually brought your average down. I don't know if they still only tabulate the top. 20 players in your class for your scores but um i believe i saw yesterday this is if you go on a per player average this is one of the best classes tennessee's had since 2009 give or take i i just feels like maybe we should be higher I mean, if you'd have gotten Seton, we're we're not even having this conversation. You're probably sitting at sixth or seventh, and everybody's fine. But the biggest problem I have is looking at ten and eleven, and seeing Auburn and Florida, and they're not light years ahead of you. They're they're three spots ahead of you. But that just feels like you've been better than them on and off the field. I just I don't know. I don't know. What what's the uh what's what's the symptom here? Hickman, what's the issue? We can't you, you've said before we, we can't, can't close. close. Okay, well then that's that's the other question. How? How can we not close? Spire once again back in June was voted and I I, I don't know if it was even a vote. They were named the best NIL collective. Is that what it is though? Or is it I don't know. Just... I mean, I feel like that's a big deal in closing. I mean, if you can throw the I mean I know I know Lane Kiffin can recruit, and it sounds like they're throwing money around in this class. I feel like outside of Rodney Garner, you don't really have an assistant coach on your staff whose name carries a lot of national weight to it. You know, like a guy that is well respected and everybody knows. 
I think Kelsey Pope is getting there, and you've landed good receivers in all of your, like, I mean, we got Matthews this year. We got, uh, is it Staley? Yeah. Like, you've, he's doing his job, and he also coached a Bolitnikoff winner, so that'll help. But I think he's getting there. I do agree with you with Garner. He's He's been an elite recruiter for decades now. LRB's In the SEC good, as well. Right? LR, LRB's okay. Did he grabbed the darn. Did he get? Was he Darnell? No. Did he no? No, he was not. Um. But like looking at like the secondary, like how much weight does Willie Martinez's name carry across the country in terms of? I feel like for a while, because he was at. He was at Georgia for a while. I feel like for a while he was a pretty solid name, like a good recruiter, big name. Also, like look how bad our secondary's been. I mean, they. I hate it when you just throw out phrases like like you do know they've gotten a little bit better each year. Yeah, well, they're still terrible. Okay, you also realize that the way we play offense means teams are going to throw it on us a lot more because they get down or they feel like they have to chase points. Right, like you, we say, the run defense is really good, but that's because teams don't really try to run it on us that much. But I mean, so then Garner gets the credit for that, but it really might be because why would the team run the ball if they're down fourteen in the fourth quarter or twenty-one in the fourth quarter, or if they get down twenty-one to three at the end of a quarter and a half? Like they're going to throw the ball. That didn't happen much this year. The teams we played. Did I don't it? disagree. I don't disagree. I just, I don't know. Feels. Like what? What's your emotion right now? Are you are you happy? Like it's signing day, yeehaw? Nah, I just don't want to give Willie Martinez too much credit for taking dog crap and turning it into garbage. Like it's still bad. Like it's, can you speak like an adult? That's still please. Your, that's still your point. Can of, you talk like an adult? That's still your point of dog weakness crap on garbage. This, can that, you talk like an adult? Be that, a man. That is still your point of weakness on your football team. True or false? What the secondary? Yeah. Mm. Was Milton I, better than the secondary? Probably. It was, I mean, there's games you didn't help the defense at all by scoring. Yeah, scoring <laughs> or getting important. at least getting first downs to extend drives. There's a lot of times we were going three and out, putting our defense right back on the field. I mean, can't have that either. So, I don't know. I mean, this year I'd probably say they were equally disappointing, but also you like, think quarterback play in secondary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If sure. we're going based on performance alone, performance, I thought linebacker was bad, but that's also because they got injured. But you were not very good at linebacker. No, you were pretty good on the defensive line. You also had, did the weird thing where you were like amazing at pass rush for five games, and then kind of Stopped. it just went away. Yeah. Um, and when the pass rush is good, the secondary is going to be better. Now. That's probably a deep dive that we don't have time for because it would take me watching hours and hours of film. But it did feel like something kind of changed once people realized, hey, that James Pierce kid is really, really good. Really, after the Texas A&M game, right? I mean, I, yeah. I feel like that's when the shift kind of happened. Yeah, because did you did you beat South Carolina and A&M in a row? Was that yeah. was that where the bye week was? Yeah, South Carolina bye then A&M. Correct. Okay, I think I think so. I don't have the schedule pulled up in front of me. Um, but yeah, just felt like, I don't know, I don't, like who really shined this year? What position group, you know, 
just you win it every game. You said, well, you know you're going to get the best out of this group. Or was there even a group? Was it just a player? Was it like, well, Jalen Wright's going to be pretty good? Yeah, I mean, really, like, I wouldn't say any group shined. Yeah, I wouldn't. Jalen Wright. I guess maybe if you want to go just overall position group, running back was probably your... I'd say running back was probably the strongest. Special teams. <laughs> well, yeah. We didn't miss many field goals. Hardly a punt return against us. Like Pierce. D. Williams had, what, do you have two touchdown returns or one? one? Yeah. Pierce had his moments on the defensive line. Beasley had his moments at linebacker. I mean, I think I definitely think it's running backs and or defensive line. Like it's like those were the two, but then the defensive line also got cooked in a couple of games where they shouldn't have. Outside of Kamal Haddon in your secondary, I mean, he had some good games. I hate to admit it, but you hate. It. I mean, who else in the secondary outside of Kamal Haddon would you say had a good year? And we lost him after what game five, six? Yeah, six, he didn't see the meat of our schedule where we played against these other teams that had good passing offenses. And he I mean, played I, against a lot of the UTSAs. And I think the yeah. disappointing thing about the secondary is, I mean, you had bodies. You had experience. Yeah, but you didn't really see much of those guys, did you? Like, no. you didn't see a lot of Ricky Gibson. You didn't see a lot of Christian – and, and I get it. Like, this staff clearly values um, seniority and experience. But at some point – and who knows? Maybe that's why we saw, we're seeing a lot of these guys kind of get this year. Maybe that's why we had so many defensive backs jump in the portal because we're – Either we're really happy with the young guys we got or we're clearing space to get some more. Obviously, we got McCoy this morning uh, as also, I mean, it is early signing day and the names are rolling in. We'll get to that after we hit the first break. But it is supposed to be a day of joy. And I just don't, I don't. Signing day, this early signing period and now with NIL, like signing day just doesn't really matter anymore. Like how many of these kids do we really think are going to end up here for four or five years? Mm, half maybe. I mean, that used to be the greatest day. Hickman, you, are you old enough to remember what like a true signing day was? Where the, it was the first Wednesday in February, and like the sporting world stopped, like zero work was done. Everybody is just on their computer or their phone listening to a show that's talking about the exact same things they're reading about on the internet, and you're just waiting on... I mean, Butch Jones had the camera in the war room. had, like, four different cameras. Yeah, it had, like, fax machine girls. and I mean, it's just... It used to be such when, an event. When it, and when, when the coaches come out and interview, like, after they got a player occasionally, and, like, yeah, what like are once, you getting cause once they, Well, yeah, Charles Davis would come with Mike Keith, and yeah. they would do the those incredibly produced videos yeah. and so as soon as a kid would commit boom here's like here's Rodney Garner talking with Charles Davis about what this new defensive lineman brings to Tennessee and they show some highlights from it's just like oh man it was like it was like Christmas day now eh feels like college it's weird too I mean I realized that like college football as an entity didn't make money off of that like the NCAA didn't make a dime the schools probably didn't make much money in fact the schools probably lost money because they're spending on all this production but it felt like college football was made healthier every day at signing day it was just such an event so much smack talk back and forth oh we flipped your defensive lineman last minute take that now it's like okay yeah even if he signs who cares like we can get him and transfer him in a year just doesn't feel as permanent and i don't know if that's a good thing for college football i think with any sports team you want to have some uh What's the word? Consistency. 
Yeah, like you don't – I realize this happens in pro sports for a while, but that, I don't think that's what people want. I think you want to say this is our team, this is our core, we're going to be good, and it's going to be like this for a while. And also, as a sports fan, it makes it easier to – Get involved with rooting for the team when you're not turning over your roster yeah, every year. And absolutely. You're not bringing in different core pieces. Like I mean, like nobody would complain as long as you know we were great every year. But like, imagine like only having a a quarterback for one year at a time. Like you never get to just right really build that connection with watching one particular guy lead your team. It's just always up. Oh, he's here for twelve games. See ya. Next guy up, 12 games, see ya. Next guy, see ya. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. It's like, I mean, like, like we talked about Tyler Barron. Spends four years here. Like, goes from a, a guy who plays okay to a really good player as a senior. Then he goes in the portal, and we're all thinking, oh, he's not really going to do this. He's just trying to get a little bit better NIL deal, whatever, no harm done. Now he's going to Ole Miss for a year? Like, what? Uh, the kid at Notre Dame, like, was going to be a Wake Forest legend, goes to Notre Dame. He's going to be the greatest football player to ever play at Wake Forest. Yeah, and he goes. And he, to, well, he probably still is. Right, but like, right, right. But like his outlook and the yeah, like, way the fans view him now is like he's he's not going to be able to go back to Notre Dame in five years and everyone be like, yeah, Jamie, you're the best. And he can't do it at Wake Forest either. Like I'm not saying he wasted his college career. I hope the guy goes to the NFL, and makes a lot of money, and has a lot of success. But if he doesn't. Like, was that a smart move? I mean, maybe because you're going from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. But if you're going from Tennessee to Ole Miss for a year, like, unless Tyler Barron's the MVP defensive lineman that gets them to the playoff and wins a natty, like, I don't think people in Ole Miss for decades to come are going to be like, oh, man, that Tyler Barron. Remember remember those 12 games we had with him? You honestly kind of forget those guys even play for your team a couple of years down the line. Sure. See, with Kamal Haddon, it's a little bit different because he was here for, what, three years yeah. after he transferred from Auburn? Like, so if you're going to transfer and you do it early, like, then, yes, you can still build that equity at the school you're going to. But if you're going from four years at one place and you're going to go do a mercenary year at another, it just makes it feel weird. And all of this stuff just – and then NIL and this signing debacle where you can sign but not really sign. And it's just – I just don't know if this is a healthy place for college football right now. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's detrimental. I don't think the sport's gonna fold. It just feels like we've robbed it of some of the things that made it so great, that were related to the game, but not about the actual game itself. And it feels like we're just snapping support lines on a bridge. Like, yeah, the bridge is still there. You can still drive on it, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's holding on as tight anymore. It doesn't feel like the. The overall it's, product is as good. It's just weird how there's a sign day today, but then in like two weeks there's another one, like February 5th. They still have that other one that was yeah, always been. that was the big signing day. Because I think we're trying to get that guy not to sign from that's a Texas A&M commit today to mm. get him on campus to visit right. within this window and then sign hopefully with us in February. Yeah. Which it, would be huge, obviously. But we'll have, that's a game changer. Yeah, and then we'll see how many of our guys you know can sign and do sign today. I'm pretty sure it's going to be – quite a lot because like like i said we'll go over the names here in a second but yeah but then you know i I don't know what they expected but i don't think the original thought was that when they opened up the early signing period that 90 percent of the players were going to sign in it but that's exactly what happened Mm -hmm. they thought it was going to be like 
25% would sign early, and then the rest of the 75% would sign on signing day. So you still had signing day. Right. And it's just it's changed the way the recruiting calendar unfolds. Everyone's like, nope, if I get the offer and that's where I want to go, I'm signing in December. But it's a it's also a three day window, not a one day extravaganza, which and they makes also it kind of weird. To sign before they get to school, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you have to. Yeah, yeah. If you're in an early enrollee. Yeah, well, that yeah they did that before too. Like you would because you have if, to sign, it, right? You can't you, just early commit and then you go to that school, right? Can you sign or do you have to sign? The I don't paper? know. I don't know what you're asking. I'm saying to enroll in the school. Do you have to like if you're in play football? Do you have to sign like today to enroll? With yeah, the I believe so. Yeah, I think you have to be signed to enroll. But then it was weird too because like guys would early enroll. Yeah, they could sign early. If you were going to early enroll, you could sign early because obviously, yeah, you'd want to be on campus before the actual signing day right. in February. Anyway, just uh, just just a little weird, a little different. We'll go over the names that are already in the uh, in the fold for Tennessee and keep an eye on maybe some potential flips, some news. See if Hickman can turn that frown upside down. You're listening to Three and Out on Fan Run Radio. Way too long. Should be starting right here. Right here. Welcome back. Look at the show. We're doing the radio. But no, we got to sit through the slow part because Hickman doesn't know how to put stuff in the system. I, I love how you just assume I put this in there. Well, you played it. Even worse. I play stuff that I don't put in here all the time. Well, whoever put that in, shameful. Uh, Carson Gentle was your first signee this morning. The three-star defensive lineman from Macaulay. Rodney Garner, apparently pretty excited about that one. He quote tweeted. Uh, Max Anderson, four-star offensive lineman, is in. Peyton Lewis, four-star running back, is in. Jeremiah's Hurd, the three-star Juco defensive lineman, is in. I think they're also pretty excited about him. I forgot uh, he was even in this class. He committed, what, last week? Uh, Jordan Burns is in. Jordan Burns, three-star linebacker. Hickman is elated. Yeah. What are you doing? You're over it. Over signing it. What do you want to talk about, man? We don't have to do. We don't have to do football. We can do anything you want. We want to do f- food. Best mountains in the West. That is an interesting topic. Eight six five five four six eighty two hundred. I'm getting uh, chastised for not making a new intro. Yeah, it just it just doesn't feel right. If people knew how long it took to make an intro, they would understand that making it for four days is uh, is really just a big waste of time. Yeah, Chadwick says rich of all rumor mill to complain about bumpers when he can't even make a new intro. Uh, At least we're on the air. 
at least we're on the air having a great time on signing day used to be one of my favorite shows of the year not even kidding yeah i mean, I briefly remember when uh ooh, Geraldo says i should talk about my favorite tv series Do we have um, – <laughs> Shawnee's going to take a drink every time someone says three-star. Please uh-huh. don't. Your personal health and well-being are important to us. You matter. <laughs> it's pretty early. <laughs> so we just got another one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. Jeremiah's hurt as the uh, – he's he's the high school commit, not the – who is the JUCO D-tackle or D-lineman? Oh, Wallace. Yeah, uh, Wallace. It's Jeremiah's hurt is the D-lineman. Jamal Wallace is the JUCO D lineman from Rockland, California. Jeremiah's heard 6'7", 305. Wallace, 6'2". William Federfield has signed. He's on the board. The big offensive lineman. All the offensive linemen are signing. I think Max Anderson. Satter White. Satter White? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's, my brother's he's, middle he's name our, is Satterfield. Maybe that's what I said. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a big boy. He's good, too. Yeah, the offensive line, we're getting some good depth there. You know, especially with these guys coming back. Mm-hmm. And we got good year for them to learn under uh, a very experienced. Group. I think we have three on campus right now going through bowl practice. If I'm not really? mistaken, yeah. I like that. Need cool. depth there. Got to protect. Dynamite those. drop in Hickman. Dynamite drop in. I, I feel like that's our most injured position group. Uh, o line. Yeah. Like ba- Nixon bangs up. Yeah, bang ups. Just annoying stuff bangs up. that might cause you to miss some a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I usually see that stat by this time. Like, how many different offensive line combinations did we start this year? I feel like it was quite a few. Well, yeah, I think we had one to start the year without Cooper. Cooper, right? Yeah. I mean, Mincy was out more than any of them, right? Wasn't he? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, but wasn't some of that like off the field? Yeah, not I guess necessarily. In, but no, I mean I'm counting it's that. Like, counts, if if, yeah. if it all makes it a different lineup. Uh, Hickman has been. Oh, man, uh, people are saying you need to be replaced or de- demoted. That's tough. What are your thoughts on that? They can kiss my ass. Dude, you're like, you got to – do you even want to be here? Like, what are you doing? I'm doing some research. For no, you're not. You're kicked back. You're, like, relaxing. You're not, it's like you don't even care. I'm doing research. Look. What is that? It's a Christmas trivia quiz. We're not doing it if you're reading the quiz. Nah, I'm going to quiz you. No, that's not how this works. Oh, Brett's going to find the quiz, and you and I are going to go back and forth. Okay, that'll work. My, well, Not right now. Okay, just, yeah. At some point. When, keep it on the back burner, Brett. If we can keep uh, Hickman yeah. from falling asleep today. So what is your favorite TV series? Oh, man. It's so hard. It's got to be Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. I mean, it has to be. I Wait, really? I don't even care about the ending. Because everything, That's weird. everything it gave me up until that point was so great. Well, now, when you say the ending, do you mean the actual ending or like really most the of the final yeah, season? Really yeah, really most yeah, yeah. of the final season. Like the final three episodes. But, I mean, you, you can sit down and watch Game of Thrones and feel like you're watching a Tennessee football game. I felt like the lead-up in the final season was really good, and then the battle happens, and you're like, wait, really? That was it? Yeah, kind of. You could tell. like they It wasn't had all even these... like a top-four battle in the no, show. No, they had all these plans, and then they're just like, all right, we're, let's get we, this we, over with. we got some. We got to wrap up some storylines here, and uh, we got to just get this over with. I'll tell you an underrated one for 
people to watch out there with their significant other. Mm. Virgin River on Netflix. That'd be a good one for you and Lady Rumor Mill to start right now, Chris. Virgin River? Yep. Great, great TV uh, TV series. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Why? Did you look it up? No. Is anyone I know in it? Uh, You'll recognize probably one of the main characters. Yeah, no. This is uh, this does not look like my cup of tea. Oh my goodness, what's it even about? Never mind. Don't even tell me. Just it, is it because it's filmed out west? I mean, it's filmed. Oh, in, it's filmed in Canada. You would like a Canadian show. Yeah, but like in the show, it's like Northern California. Mm. It's it's like a yeah small town USA local little tiny community. The lives of a lot of the people that live there, love interest. So it's a soap opera. No, it's not a soap opera. Mm. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. I'm also watching Sons of Anarchy right now. Do you like it? Yeah. I've I'm, never seen that. I'm just it I'm about to finish season two, I think. I'm just kinda waiting for it to go downhill. Because everybody that's always those seem like complaint. two very opposite T V shows you got going <laughs> right now. Totally are. <laughs> I, I, I I'm done mean. with Virgin River for like what you know, at least with what's been released, but they actually released a couple of Christmas episodes. In a Netflix series? Yeah. Like, just two random episodes. Interesting. Uh, Chase tweets in and says, Virgin River is god-awful. Do not watch it. Well, I disagree with that. Geraldo Vall says, I'm sure Adam Hickman knows all about Virgin River. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are we doing? They've ruined my sports. They've ruined signing day. This is not what it's supposed to feel like. And I'm not even saying it's bad as far as the players you're getting. It just it doesn't have the same cachet. Oh, Colval says Virgin River is a great series. Tell Rumor Mill to tuck his tail and watch the damn show. Tuck my tail? Okay. Like when I was going on a lengthy spill about how signing day is ruined. It's like it would you rather be involved with some of these five-star guys right now that are like... According to Hickman, no, because we wouldn't get them. I'd be having a headache right now if I was you know, a school with this lagway, just for example. I mean, I know he's gator-bound, it sounds like, but like this K.J. Bolden guy or whoever you want to mention. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Like Being able to kind of look around and realize... I mean, you'd rather be mentioned with these guys. Yeah, and we have been. I guess that's what maybe that's what makes it kind of weird. Like we're not really waiting on that many decisions today, and signing day used to be about decisions. Yes, it feels like a lot of our quote unquote battles have already kind of played out one way or the other. And that's not to say you can't flip somebody. And it sounds like our class is pretty safe from being flipped. But back in the day, it was you'd go in and it's like, okay, here are the the ten that we feel like are guaranteed to sign. And here's the 20 that we're hoping to get 15 guys out of. And it's like, oh, we feel really good about this guy. Oh, we feel really good about this. And then as the morning goes, you kind of quickly realize, like, is this going to be one of those days? I mean, we got two five-stars in this class. I mean, it's not – Yeah, like, that's that's great. And the crazy thing is, is, like, they're one of the tops of their position, and we're not – we never had to really – you never heard them being mentioned with anybody else. You know, Jordan Mm, Ross is, like, the top edge rusher. Everybody wants an edge rusher, but he seems pretty solid. You know, I haven't heard much about him, you know. Right. Mike Matthews is already on campus. So you well, that's worry just, about him. That's the nature of it too. Like once they commit, no matter what 
how good they are. I mean, it could be the number one player in the country. Once they commit, it's just kind of like, all right, next guy. Who, who's the next guy? It's like, well, no, you have a, a, a good class here. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's still good. No, 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 but who who are we adding? Who's next? It's like, well, if you don't add anyone, it's still a good class. I mean, look at the – no, 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 but but who's next? Well, and they always say you got to win in the trenches, and I feel like we're doing that pretty well with this class, with our offensive line class, our defensive line class, but then everybody – I can see why we complain about the back end. But if yeah. the front end's not doing their job either, then, you know, like, it goes hand in hand a little bit, you know. So, I mean, who knows what boot cars are going to turn out to be or some of these younger guys. You know, we, we're going to get to find out here against Iowa, right? So, not the most. Boo Carter? No, we're not going to find out against Iowa. What are you talking about? Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, we'll get to find out. I mean, they're going to have to play young guys next year. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a given. You know, even this McCoy guy's only going to be a sophomore next year. Which is Which is good because, I mean – as you, but he was playing against the, the Oregon offenses, the Washington offenses. You know, that, that's that's. I think that's my favorite part. And about USC that offenses, like week in week out, he was facing the best of the best, and they had some of the best receivers out there. Yeah, Aduze, Aduze. I saw Jordan post some stats that like he was the most targeted um, corner, or maybe second most targeted, but gave up the most catches, the most yards, and second most touchdowns. Of course, in that conference, though, everyone's going to realize, hey, I'm throwing at the true freshman. Yeah. But he still also held his own and made plays. It did, I mean, didn't he lead the team in the past deflections and interceptions as well? Yeah, I believe so. And, like, in his case, like, I know you read those stats off, it might be a little alarming, but it's not like you're dealing with a redshirt junior here who is just trying to find a new home and a new fit before his college career is over. It's a guy you got three years left. Right. Tennessee has just received a signature from Marshall Box. <laughs> Who? Is that a preferred walk-on type guy? I don't even know. <laughs> well, that's what makes me so mad. Like, the university account just tweets out, Welcome home, Marshall Box. It's like, okay. I'm... I, maybe I didn't read the right message board post, but I don't know who this guy is. I love how they tagged his Twitter account that has 26 followers. He's a long snapper. Ah. Boom! Got to take one every year. <laughs> At least if this is people laugh, Martin, but that's many, an important position. How many Marshall boxes could there be? That's what it's. That's what I'm seeing here. Class of 24, long snapper. I googled Marshall box, and it's a bunch of uh, amplifiers. And Bluetooth speakers from a company called Marshall, and they're all box shaped. Yeah, long snapper though. It's important. We got to keep that legacy of Morgan Cox going. So we go from Morgan Cox to Marshall Box. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. We had a quick break. Come back. Wrap up hour number one. Hickman, how did you feel last night when uh, Jaron Sensabaugh committed to Missouri? I didn't care. Didn't care? I mean, I made a joke about it on Twitter, kind of, and said that Drinkwitz might be better than Heupel. Yeah, you did. It's funny, though, because when he decommitted from Vandy and you thought he was coming here, you didn't want him because he was a three-star. Then he gets bumped to a four, goes to Missouri, and Heupel can't close. It's just really funny the way that worked out for you. That's why I said I joked about it. It's easy to say you joked about it, but how do I know that was a joke at the time. I don't care about a three-star guy who was committed to Vandy. But you did Clearly. care about a four-star guy who went to Missouri, even though it's the same guy. 
within two weeks. I didn't care. He okay. went to Missouri. Okay. Just checking. Just making sure. I did see uh, a Florida commit last night. A four-star guy released his top three. Hey, I'm committed. You heard, you heard that. <laughs> you heard that correctly. I'm committed to Florida. Here's my top three. Uh, I wonder what today goes like. Like, I don't know. I'm not really stressed about today. It's just maybe not as – I mean, don't get me wrong. We're probably going to finish inside the top 12, maybe top 10. That's going to be good. Who's sweating the most in college football right now? Is it Florida? Is Florida the so most worried today? I mean, how much sweating they're done? They get, they've been experienced in this. I mean, they're still in the top ten, though. Things are pretty bad for USC. Like, not necessarily with their class. But no, I mean, but the they, portal the is absolutely full, them. man. Like, the, uh, I've, I did see, though, that Malachi Nelson, I think he released his top five, and it's like South Carolina, Tulane, like it's not the the schools maybe you thought it would be when he he must have been a total miss by the recruiting services. You think? I mean, if if you were the no, yeah, because like he was number one on twenty four seven. I think that's right. I think that's Ar- right. Arch was rivals, and Nico was on three. I don't know who was ESPN, but theirs doesn't count anyway. It's terrible. Like I mean, if if you if if a year ago you were the number one player in the country and you're hitting the portal and that's your that's kind of your top three right there. I, I don't know. I think it kind of feels like you're well on your way to just being a big-time miss by the recruiting services. Like, he was, like, consensus, like, top four in the country everywhere mm-hmm. you look. Like top, he, for quarterbacks, he yeah. was – It, it two, felt like he was – yeah, he was one or two. He was two in several of them, but he was he was probably the highest average, would you say? Yeah. Of all the quarterbacks? Looks like Malik Murphy might be visiting USC. Interesting. In Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's something to do with – Malik Malachi Nelson could be. Will ha- they're de- a- they're trying to looks like I mean I think Hickman mentioned Will Howard as well uh, for USC. Seems like a weird. I don't know. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. We'll make sure we have enough time for Jay eight six five five four six eighty two hundred to join the program. Jay, good morning, sir. Well, guys, if uh, that five star from Florida flips, I mean they're going to run him up a pole. Oh, Billy Napier. Yeah, but did that have they waited too long? Like, are they locked into him now? You can't really fire a guy this time of year. Lagway was that we're talking about? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know, but golly, I mean that they they're this class is getting rated. Yeah, and rightfully so. I mean, it makes you wonder why this guy would have a top five class, other than he's at Florida, and there's just a lot of talent around him. There's nothing on the field that you would think top five class would want to come and play for. I mean, he's got to be the greatest recruiter in the world. <laughs> it is weird because, like, you know, you think about, like, coaches, you have to either have success or have a thing. And I don't know – like, Billy's had neither. Like, he he doesn't have a thing that makes his teams, you know, exciting or fun, like our – they don't really have an identity, right, Jay? It's not like, oh, Billy Napier, no. great defense, great offense, ex- exciting, explosive. And he hadn't really had the success doing it the old traditional way. So, yeah, it's weird. It, it was weird that they yeah. got that high, that they got all those guys committed. But maybe they did it like, hey, just commit to us, and then we'll see what happens. And then now all these guys are like, no, I'm not coming there. You're not going to be the coach next year. It's, I mean, the writing's on the wall for him, so it's weird that you could build up that strong class anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean – you have to know that, I mean, he's going to have to have 
a season that would almost get him coach of the year type recognition to keep his job. Cause he, he's going to need a miracle to go better than six and six. I think he might need a miracle to well, I, looking at the schedule, like the the, the, three the last five are really really hard. You keep doing that to them, and they keep yeah. getting one or two more. But yeah, but but realistically, like six and six seems like a very tough tough hill to climb next year yeah. for Florida. They did they got no favors with the schedule. They have no momentum on field. Their only hope is a five star incoming freshman quarterback and the fact that Mertz is coming back. And I don't think Mertz mm. really scares anybody. Real dynamic guy there. <laughs> mm. Well, I hear Vault Twitter's handling things uh, well, is the word on the street. Yes, Jay, as you are aware, Vault Twitter is where the calm, cool, and collected of our fan base go to voice their. Um, Again, calmly voice their concerns and slight displeasure. I'm doing my part, Jay. <laughs> well, Hickman, I know you are, buddy. Uh, it's. I, I think it's know, turned. Wonder... It's turned the corner a little bit this morning, Jay. Last night when Cincinnati went to Missouri, and you took the three-star tight end from California, people were a little bit uh, mm-hmm. perturbed. But I think this morning, getting McCoy, things are starting to look up a little bit. I think you'll get that kid from Tulane too. I hope so. I as like a, him. As a, yeah, I, I wonder if um, if we became a program that went to the playoff on a regular basis, we're winning ten plus games on a regular basis. That those same people, Hickman excluded, I know Hickman wouldn't do it. Uh, that those same people would start complaining that we're not winning national championships and we've hired Mark Rick. You see what I'm saying? Like, yep. I wonder if the I wonder if the goalposts will always move and it will never be good enough unless we turn into what Georgia and Alabama currently are. I'd say probably, man. Like it, because that, once you get to a certain level, like that's the expectation, right? Is that you stay there, or if there's right. if there's room to improve, that you do that. Um, and it's also weird because those same people, Jay, will point to Mark Richt and say, "See." They got rid of him, and look what they became. They became a dynasty. Mm-hmm. So it, it's weird because that doesn't always happen that way. I mean, look at Nebraska. That, rare, that rarely ever happened. Yeah. I mean, Bo, like, like, Bo Pelini was winning nine, ten games a year at Nebraska, and they were like, nope, not good enough. And then they were winning four and five games a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, but uh, I think we're going to be okay, guys. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, hopefully we just get everybody in and signing day goes off without a hitch because I think Florida's about to have a bad day and uh, and USC's been rated by the portal. I mean, there's been some programs that you, you know it's it is it's bad. The portal has not been kind to them, and so it could it could be a lot worse than you know you know missing out on this guy or missing out on that guy, but. It's going to be interesting. I'll get off here, guys. Uh, oh, yeah, one last thing. Did you guys see the uh, the kid from Houston that's going that committed to Colorado on Instagram and he had a bag of weed and a gun on the table when he was doing it? Smart decisions, man. Making smart decisions. <laughs> Dion's got that culture up there, man. I, I'll hang up, guys. Please. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. We're doing a break. Uh, I don't even know that kid's name, but congrats to him on his commitment on Instagram Live or whatever it was. Hour two after this.